This is Lisa Tams, and you're listening to Processing the Process. This is episode seven of Processing the Process, Thinking Out Loud. I really wanted to chat with Laura. She, like so many of you, I'm sure, has a ton of questions about what to expect, about how to prepare for this process as they start now, junior year, and move through senior year. I give her my recommendations based on my experiences with my sons. I am not an expert by any means, but I am happy to share whatever I can about what I know, what we've experienced, and just to help her talk through and think through the different things that come up when this is the path that your child is going to be taking. I'm hoping that the conversation that we have and the questions and information that we cover is helpful to you. I'd love to make this less overwhelming to parents as they help their children through this process. It's not like everyone around you is doing the same thing. While they're applying to college in the standard way, this is not that. (laughs) There are a lot of moving parts to it, and it is a lot to think about. So I'm really hoping from having been able to listen to our conversation that you will have some practical information as to what lies ahead and some ways of going about it. Mostly what I really hope this accomplishes is to give you peace of mind and some comfort and validation for feeling the way you're feeling as you're approaching this process. Please do share this with anyone you think may benefit from listening. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy. So hi, everybody. Welcome to Processing the Process. I am here with my friend, Laura, who has a child who is going to be going through the college audition process. He's a junior in high school. You're coming right up on it. (laughs) I am. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for doing this Mm -hmm. because I guess the one thing that I know for sure is that I don't know much about this process. Mm -hmm. So having you kind of help guide me Mm -hmm. is really helpful. So Mm -hmm. thank you for that. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to do it because I just, I wanted a community that I didn't have. I spent a lot of time trying to find information on the internet and looking for articles and a lot of what we did with Frankie, being that I didn't, hadn't gone through it, was motivated by not knowing. You know, now going through it a second time, it's a little different. But I'm happy to share whatever could make it easier for you logistically, whatever could make it easier for you just you know, in your heart too. Well, I appreciate that. So when I was thinking about meeting with you, I guess my, my first two questions are more immediate. This time mm-hmm. period, now he's a junior. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a year and a half before we start the audition process. Mm-hmm. But I know there's a lot 
of legwork that has to go into preparing for fall of senior year when those applications are going in. And I guess my first question is, what are your recommendations? Mm -hmm. Vocal coach, audition coach, when do you start that? What are you looking for? How do you go about that process? Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think that you can start too soon. Okay. <laughs> so now is a good time. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just because now you can start looking at schools online, just do a bunch of research on the schools. A lot of the schools put their senior showcases up just to kind of get an idea of, you know, what they put out. We went visiting campuses before the application process even started. And that was for my own, it was probably more for me than it was for him. It was for me because I had no idea what these programs looked like. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to see him respond to the environment. So were you meeting with actual musical theater representatives? Yeah, we were going on actual college like official visits, mm -hmm. campus visits, but that were specific to musical theater because it's different. There's a, there's a different, like there's a school within a school, mm -hmm. even if it's not a bachelor of fine arts program mm -hmm. and it's incorporated into a liberal arts school, there's still that entity that exists. That's the core of it that you want to see, you know, see the campus, see the facility, there's generally like a panel of kids that take questions. So we did that. We went all over the place. Did you find when you were doing that and that some jived with what Frankie was interested in and some that didn't? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, he was looking for a college experience and as much as you can have one when you're a musical theater major because it is very all-encompassing. But he wanted a university, I think. But we looked at smaller schools. You know, we, we looked at Baldwin-Wallace. We looked at Ithaca. So he, we started doing that. And then, you know, he was taking his voice lessons with his voice coach, which he had started in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. He was not taking any specific acting and dancing. He had gone to a summer program that recommended that he work on his foundation dance skills. Ballet, ballet tap. Mostly ballet. Okay. And so he did take some private lessons doing that, but he stayed in choir. Mm -hmm. So he was busy with that. And I saw that as kind of a built-in preparatory experience. I think there's different schools of thought on that. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is a summer program, summer programs and workshops. Summer programs, has he been to a summer program? He did, he went to one in New York last summer that really exposed him to quite a bit of Broadway dance and choreography mm -hmm. um, and acting. He really enjoyed that. And how long was that? It was a week. Okay. And I think he would tell you that he got what he could get out of that, and he needs something a little bit more intensive. So that was between sophomore and junior year, and I feel like that camp exposed him to a lot. He wants to go deeper, really focusing on craft. You raise high school and high school choir, 
And as a mom, I'm conflicted because I want him to have a high school experience. I want him to enjoy the things that he loves about high school, which includes, you know, the fall play and his in show choir, which is a high level show choir as high schools go. And he loves the musical that they do every spring. And we started working with a new vocal coach who had been on Broadway and she is of a mind that you really need to maybe drop some of those high school activities mm. so that you can be more focused and prepared mm -hmm. and available in the fall and not stringing your voice and not extending yourself too much. Really doesn't want him to do much of anything mm -hmm. his senior year. Yeah. And as a mom, I'm really torn about that. And I'm wondering what your experience is. Um, I think it's by child. It's very much their personal decision. I feel, I get it. I understand why that voice teacher feels that way. And there are sacrifices to be made for this. That's, that's a really hard thing because <laughs> if this was easy, you wouldn't have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Frankie stayed, Tommy stayed, but you know, we know people who did not. Right. Somebody, and that choice was right for them. That choice was right for them. And you know, how far do you think that he needs to come to present his very best when it does come time to audition? There's a lot of growing that happens in a summer intensive, though. And that's really what my boys did. And that's where they had their most growth. Mm -hmm. They got the most feedback on where they needed to grow, how they needed to grow. And they were several weeks, which was really good because it is so immersive and intense that they really get the full experience of if you go to college for musical theater, this is how it's actually really going to be. Mm -hmm. I think they push them a little harder mm -hmm. because the day is longer, mm -hmm. but not really that much because practically speaking, Frankie goes to class from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then if he's doing a show, he goes to rehearsal from 6 to 10. Right. That's a long day. You've got to love it. That is what is happening. Yeah. And when you go to a summer intensive, pretty much they go from like, you know, eight to eight with lunch and maybe a break here and there. Right. So I feel like that's sufficient. So do you feel like for your boys being active in their high school activities, their senior year and simultaneously going through the audition process? Do you feel like it was too much for them? In retrospect, would you have changed that or tried to guide them differently? Or it was acceptable level of stress and pressure for them because they could handle it? Yeah, I feel like they both could handle it. So if, if, if my son chooses, it's not necessarily a wrong choice if he feels like it's really what he wants to do. I don't think so at all. It's hard, though, with someone who has been in the business is telling you a 17 year old boy that, you know, if you really want this, you need to drop it all. As a parent, I want to be able to counter that voice and say, look, you really get to make your own call here. Look at these other kids who have done it and been successful and gone to schools like CCM. I think in general, just in life, in parenting, 
that is our Eric and I approach with our kids to really empower them to be the head of their, you know, with our counsel. Right. We weren't silent. We've never been, you know, just go ahead, do whatever you want to do. We don't care. We care a lot and we get involved, but we don't do it or make their final choices. Right. Good. But that's helpful because I just, I didn't want to counter that professional voice, quote unquote, if you will, with my naive voice. Right. I, I so I appreciate your input on well, that. Well, and I think that the opposite would be, this is what they want to do, perform. And this is what they're doing. You also want them to be a whole person mm -hmm. and have that senior year experience. I get it. I get it that people are very much like, you know, this industry involves sacrifice, so why don't you just start right now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't get to get all the accolades and all that of being involved in these things. Just strip that all away for your senior year and focus. focus. Right. That's the word, focus. Yeah. Um, but I think that you can, it is very stressful. It is very stressful. But with your help, I think maybe maybe that's it. Maybe you're going to get a little more involved than you would otherwise if he did drop everything. You mean like in helping to manage the schedule and getting involved in maybe responding or corresponding or keeping the, you know, helping with like the research. Um, although it's really important that they do, that they experience educating themselves because in doing that, they kind of build a relationship with those schools, and I don't mean because they're communicating with them, just, you know, what's on the computer screen and what they can find out, it's important that they get that in them. That makes sense. So then they're taking ownership of what they like about this school or what they didn't particularly care for about that school or, I don't know, mm -hmm. as they're researching. Mm -hmm. okay, so that raises another question. How do you, and I guess when I say you, I mean guiding or children, mm -hmm. how do you help them find the right summer program? So I feel like the summer program this year is, is going to be really important mm -hmm. because it will not only help with those skills, but I think it will really, as you were saying, give that introduction to what to expect. What, what would you be looking for? How do you go about guiding them in how to find the right summer program? I know getting in is super competitive. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming we need to apply to many, right? Mm -hmm. And I know January, February are mm -hmm. the deadlines. So we need to probably start now. Yes, definitely start now. <laughs> um, because those I have to go. I have to do. <laughs> <laughs> because those deadlines come up so fast. Yeah. And the holidays are coming. And doing the recordings of their material and then uploading it. Have you done that kind of thing? Yes. Already? So, okay. so you're from last year, year, yes. Okay. Because that to me was always that's kind of what I helped them with. And I was always like battling it out with the computer <laughs> and, you know, trying to and I'm decently savvy with the computer, but I also was emotionally invested. Mm -hmm. So just doing that was like I was sweating for them, you know. Um so I would start now looking for the summer program. The variables that I would recommend looking for based on what I have experienced with my boys, 
is that it is not a an end performance based program. So they're not there to put up a show. So interlocking, for example, um, I understand there are some really good um, teachers. There are some really good classes um, that are provided, but you're primarily spending three weeks working on the end show. So if you have the lead, perhaps you're getting quite a bit of activity and feedback, et cetera. But if you don't, and let's face it, there's only a couple leads, mm -hmm. each, then you, you may not be getting the greatest, most out of an experience that you could. Is that what you mean? I think so. Okay. Because that didn't make sense to me either. At um, this point. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Previous summers, I think that would have been Younger. fine. Yeah. But this summer, you want a program that is going to focus, this is just my opinion, mm -hmm. but that is really going to focus on preparing them to audition. You mean that live audition where they walk into a room and they have to be on? Okay. And they so exist. What are, so, okay. So what are you looking for? So when you say that, I mean, are they, are these camps advertising themselves as audition preparation? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, they will do that. And um, the faculty that you want is faculty that's actually on Except sitting at the tables when they go. Because then you're getting the kind of perspective that you're going to face when you walk in the room. And that's not every college advice. wants the same thing. So you're going to, whoever is there, whoever you're working with, you're getting feedback from just like, you know, if you take your monologue and you do it for one person, they are going to give you some feedback. And if you do it for another person, they might say, no, 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 no. I, I, this is so, you know, you're at the mercy of who is instructing. But when you go and you do your research, you're going to see the lineup of who's running their workshops. And I would also recommend that you want a mix of faculty from different schools, not one specific school at this point. Also master classes that he can get to, whether you have to drive or fly, start now. Mm -hmm. um, that is, those are really valuable. They show that you are committed to getting educated. Right. Also, a big piece of this is money. I mean, it's an investment. The summer program is an investment. The master classes are an investment because when you go to the master classes, unless you can get there and back in a day, you know, you there's food and there's flights possibly and there's hotels and and there's also the money you're not making because you can't get a job for the summer because you're going to be away at camps for three or four weeks mm -hmm. so yeah there is a big financial investment that goes with all of this mm -hmm. although both frankie and tommy lofer okay the but, jobs that gave them some flexibility mm -hmm. so i and, and i'm almost embarrassed that i don't know this but what does a typical college audition look like? Like, so there's unifieds. Do you know about those? 
those are the big expos where a bunch of schools go to one place. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask your opinion about those versus making um, a one-on-one visit with mm-hmm. the school. Our approach has been and is this time with Tommy to do unifieds and for the schools that are really your you know that you hold in very high esteem and you're very hopeful it is beneficial but not necessary to audition on campus okay so you would do you would recommend doing both i would okay so I guess it's a different audition experience mm-hmm. at Unified's versus going to an individual school. So can you describe what those are, what the expectations would be at both? Okay. Um, when you go to visit a campus, it is an audition day, and you check in. You get your lineup. So there's the songs and the monologue auditions are usually one in the same, where you're standing there and you do your songs, and then... You do your monologues. And then there's a dance audition. And there's also generally a presentation and a question and answer session when you do an on-campus audition day. You're not the only student there that day auditioning. They have designated days. For Unifieds, it's like four days of auditioning. You have your time slots already assigned because you've already applied to the school. You have communicated with them already about your audition day and time. So they're expecting you. It's pre-scheduled. And so in other words, you've already made it through the pre-screen process? Yes. So if you say to them, if they say back, you know, oh, we're going to be in Chicago for Unifieds, uh, or we're going to have auditions on these five days, can you respond and say, we'd like to do both? No, you wouldn't do both. Okay. You wouldn't do both. You would choose one or the other. Okay. So in that circumstance, if it's a school you really want, which do you choose? I would go to the campus. They say that that doesn't add or take away anything from your opportunity. It's hard to believe, right? Because on campus, they're more relaxed. They're in their environment. I I guess, why would you go to Unifieds then? To save the money. So if he got into three, if he passed pre-screens for three schools, say, and they were all going to be in Chicago... We could knock those off in three days. Mm-hmm. But if if one of those schools was really one that he wanted, your recommendation would go to Unifieds for the two schools, and the one he really wants, go on campus. Mm-hmm. Okay, but not both. You're not doing. You're not seeing that school twice. Mm-hmm. Once at Unified and once. Unless on you campus. make a separate visit to the school, you can do that, and just it's not an audition day. Right. It's just a you know an interested student. And actually register as a formal visit. Yeah. Because you want to be touching. (laughs) So that's a really interesting question, Lisa, because with my older girls, um, the schools they were applying to were so competitive that what we said to them is, look, get accepted, and then we'll go visit NYU or Stanford or whatever, right? As opposed to going to these schools and visiting, falling in love with them, but then you're one of, you know, a million people trying to get in their 12% acceptance rate, right? Mm-hmm. Which you would flip Musical that. theater programs are less. It's even worse, right? It's even mm-hmm. harder. So, yeah. but you would still flip that. You would say, you've, you've really got to go visit, show them you're interested by registering and touching that school, letting them know you care, and then applying. 
That's what we did with Frankie. With Tommy, we're doing it the other way. Okay. Because remember I told you that we did those visits as much for me because it was so foreign. Mm-hmm. Now I know. Mm-hmm. We don't want to make the investment on taking him all over. Yeah. Frankie didn't apply to as many schools as Tommy is applying to. And in retrospect now, you know, Tommy is applying to this many schools because we have seen firsthand how competitive it is. Well, when they're taking 12 boys in a program, yeah, that's crazy. So I feel like it was almost a blessing to not know so much (laughs) with Frankie people that you would talk to about the application process, they were like, you should be applying to a minimum of 12 schools. So Tommy has 14 schools on his list. And the plan is that we'll go see the schools after we know which and if he's accepted. So that process makes sense. Can I ask you another question? You mentioned that Frankie wanted to have a college experience. Mm-hmm. Then you kind of described his day as being a 12-hour day. Right. <laughs> associate, yes. Which is not a typical college experience, right? So now that you know a little bit more about what the programs are and, and what your life is as a participant in these programs, mm-hmm. is it realistic to say, you know, I want to have a college life? If you go to, so Frankie's at CCM, which is, on the University of Cincinnati's campus, it's considered part of that college. It's also, it's called the College Conservatory of Music, so it is considered a conservatory. However, University of Cincinnati is a university. There is a town. There are football games. Mm -hmm. He does take other classes, so he goes to other parts of the campus. He mostly interacts socially with kids in his musical theater program. Because that's who he's with 12 hours a day. They're like a family. Yeah. It's just, he's not unhappy about it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't feel like he's missing out because this is, it's worth it. And the sacrifices are worth it. So, I mean, he, he realizes that he hasn't been able to, like, just decide that he wants to go out on a weekday. Because he has to be in full form to be engaged in body and mind all day, every day. But he feels like it's worth it. But he's been to, you know, he makes a point to go to a football game. I think he only goes to one a year, though. There's a great rack center where he works out. So he's in a college town on a college campus. Does that answer your question? It does, because it sounds like he is creating the hybrid experience that he needs to participate in his craft, do that well, and still find some time to once in a while do something typically more typically college. Mm-hmm. Um, so it affords him both, the best of both. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, you know, I'll be honest with you. I spent some time this past summer encouraging him to consider other paths in life Mm -hmm. um, because I wanted to make sure that he was really thinking that he had other options. And just because this has been 
his mm -hmm. goal for so long mm -hmm. that he didn't have to stay on a path. Mm -hmm. He could choose differently mm -hmm. if um, the world around him, you know, suddenly gave him opportunities that he wanted to take advantage of. And, you know, he looked at me like I had two heads. <laughs> and he said, I don't know why you would even say that. There is nothing else in the world I can or want to do. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, you know, in terms of can, that's not true. Mm -hmm. I know he can do other things. But honestly, I don't think he thinks he can do anything else. Not because he's not physically or emotionally or mentally capable, mm -hmm. but because he really doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. He wants to do one thing. Mm -hmm. And there, I, he's undissuaded since the third grade, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> despite my best encouragement otherwise, which I've got to respect, right? And I've got to then, you know, give him all those opportunities. But just like I was saying to you earlier about high school, I want him to have his high school experience and enjoy, you know, everything in its time is mm -hmm. my philosophy. So, you know, you're young, be young, you're in high school, be in high school, you're in college, be in college, you know, everything will work as it should in mm -hmm. the world. Going to school, well, you have a daughter who goes to school in New York. Mm -hmm. As a, an aspiring musical theater actor, going to college in New York, there are kids who that excites them and they want to get there mm -hmm. now. Some of those schools, you can audition, actually audition for shows while you're going to college. That was a discussion that we've had and it was, you can go to college in New York, but you're not going to get the college campus. You know, it's a, it's a different experience. The campus is in the city. So do you really want to, do you want to rush there or do you want to have this experience first? It's a great question, and it depends on the kid, right? Mm -hmm. So my daughter, who is in New York at NYU, is going into production, mm -hmm. and um, she wanted to be in the city, and it energizes her, and she loves it, and she loves the opportunities that are there. And she would go visit her sister at Penn State to go to a football game once a year so that she could have a real college experience. Mm -hmm. But I do remember her calling freshman year as an 18-year-old in New York City crying because it was raining and she had to get to the Apple store to get her computer fixed and she had to take the subway and the subway was broken down and right and the Apple store closes at nine o'clock and it's 6 30 and I don't know if I'm gonna have time and I've got a paper due and it's a hard place to live mm -hmm. it's a hard city to navigate mm -hmm. it's tough to be there at age 18 mm -hmm. it you grow up faster mm -hmm. I think and she has and she wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm -hmm. It affords opportunities that are unique. Mm -hmm. So I hear what you're saying. And that's, that's something to think about. Mm -hmm. I guess it depends on where you get in, right? Again, that's so competitive. Mm -hmm. You'd be lucky to get into one of those New York schools. Right. And you'd be lucky to get into some of these others too. So you'd be so lucky to have those choices. Yes, absolutely. Um, so Tommy is now working with a college audition coach. It's kind of late in the game to really get on board with that, but she really pushed him in their first conversation about what do you want in a school? What is important to you? And his answer was, I just want to get in. I get that. I kind of feel that way too. Like, okay, let's just apply to schools, not every school, obviously, but schools that appeal to you and once you get where you're accepted then we'll look at the fit and what's important to you 
That makes sense to me. That makes sense. But I guess when you're making your list, you are matching yourself to something mm -hmm. that you like about it. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's the prestige, the prestige of the program. Because um, the better programs are going to give you better opportunities to showcase in front of people in the business who might give you a break or an opportunity. I, I mean, there's no guarantees anywhere in this business. Mm -mm. Right. You don't need to go to one of these prestigious schools to have a successful career. Talent is talent. I do think, based on Frankie's years at CCM, it is a school that's held in high esteem by the industry. They do get people coming in as guest um, masterclass sessions. They had somebody who graduated from there came to workshop one of his shows. You know, they had the opportunity to workshop the show. I think the networking, the, the possible networking that you can do, a lot of it has to do with their graduates and the support that they give back to their program. Frankie can go to any New York show and if he sees in the program that it's a CCM grad is in the show, he will look them up on social media and like tweet them and say, hey, I'm in the audience. And they'll be like, okay, stick around. I'll come get you, take you backstage. So I do think that there are benefits of maybe networking mm -hmm. from the programs that have had a lot of success. Programs like pop up out of nowhere and start to become popular when somebody graduates from there and wins a Tony. <laughs> and all of a sudden they get a flourish of applicants. That's typical. Mm -hmm. But they don't have a long running history necessarily. So I feel like musical theater programs are popping up everywhere. That it's, um, every school's got one. Once you get beyond that first tier that everyone sort of knows the names mm -hmm. of these are the prestigious schools and you know take your shot see if you get in mm -hmm. how do you determine where to go from there you know maybe proximity um affordability i don't know outside of those like well-known names mm -hmm. yeah so and i think there's a lot of conversation at the summer intensives about the different programs. And if it's not in class, in a formal setting, the kids are talking about them. So is there something about programs, like are some programs more um, theatrically based? Are some more performance based? Or, I don't even know the question mm -hmm. to ask because I don't know enough about musical theater to know the types of programs that might be out there. Yeah. But but do they differ? Is there is there something that you um, you need to be thinking about in terms of, well, this program focuses on this aspect or that aspect, and so we like this or that better. I think that the schools have a reputation for being more one of the disciplines. Highly dance-focused, or everything is, is really centered on acting, and then everything comes from there, and they're really... There's movement, but not necessarily like the high level of dance. Mm -hmm. I think singing is across the board, you know, I mean, 
musical thing. You have to be able to to sing well. You mentioned that Tommy is working with an audition coach. How do you find a good audition coach that's a good fit mm -hmm. for your child? Well, this was word of mouth. I was going to say, are they in the yellow pages? I mean, is it one of those? <laughs> when you do your research, the different ones, the nationally recognized ones will come up. The coach that Tommy is working with has worked with people that we know and has had success. And that's how I would evaluate them is based on their success. You know, what, where are those kids now? I feel like there's so many out there though. And it's expensive. Can you elaborate on that? Like, are they charging by the hour? Do they require, you know, Buy into weekly? a package generally. Okay. Like a coaching package. Okay. And, and what do they provide for the, for the money? Tommy has done this kind of, like I said, later. So really to get your money's worth, <laughs> you probably want to establish that relationship soon. And that coach can give you access to a lot of knowledge that you don't have to do the legwork for, like master classes and things like that. Tommy went to a, uh, a master class at Michigan and worked with the director of that program. You know, so he got a critique from him. They only took 12 kids. It was expensive, three for two hours. I found out about it through this audition coach. See, I feel like I feel like investing in someone like an audition coach to help guide you is important because not knowing what you don't know mm -hmm. is half the problem, mm -hmm. right? Which um, you know, I wouldn't even know how to find master classes, much less which ones are good, right? So it seems like having that kind of guidance would be important. Everyone that I've sat and talked to. So far has felt like it has been a good investment. Fall, winter of junior year is not too early to start the process of working with an audition coach or would you recommend it for later? I know Tommy you think is late. Yeah, this is late. Definitely spring of okay. this year. Okay. Uh, Tommy last year went to a workshop in Cleveland and that's how we kind of checked her out even though she was recommended to us by other people. Really, we, we the motivation of signing up with her was because we were having a really hard time with monologues. And I know, knowing now, how important having the right material can make all the difference. Somebody said to me that you need to walk into an audition and show them the character you could be cast as. That they would imagine you being... So don't pretend you're a leading man when you're not. No. Don't pretend you're a character actor when you're not. No. Right? Right. Exactly. Okay. And, and you and want to be what they what they size you up as in 30 seconds. And you hate to... Right? We're always teaching our kids, <laughs> don't judge a person that quickly. You know, mm -hmm. they, they can be whatever they want to be, that kind of thing. But that's not how you approach mm -mm. an audition. No, you have minutes only. So... Um, I mean, I feel like Tommy can be a great character actor, but when people see him, they think of him as a leading man, you know, so that's what you got to go. And then finding monologues that fit that persona. Yeah. 
So that was the motivation for finally deciding to do this. And she offers just a monologue package, which is really interesting. But picking your song is probably just as important, isn't it? Yes, but I think it's easier to find. Okay. Um, and then the other motivation for finally locking in with her was to be able to go to her early auditions. She has built this business where she has relationships with several college programs and they come and you either live pre-screen for them or you live audition for them. But not all of his schools are there. It's better to audition live because they can really feel your, feel you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I can appreciate that. So, so if you are experiencing that, do you also then submit an application mm -hmm. to those schools? The academic part. Okay. One of the things about you know having all your applications done by November 1st is that he'll find out if he's accepted academically. Okay, so you do have to meet the academic requirements for the BFA programs at some of these schools. Because I've, I've, I've known a couple of people who have gone to prestigious schools um, in their MFA program that on paper don't have the qualifications. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it depends on the school. The really highly academic schools, you have to be able to get an academic. So that raises another question that I have. Um, it strikes me that if you're going to go into a business that is so insecure mm -hmm. in terms of finding um, employment, steady employment, mm -hmm. and a business where you are basically an entrepreneur selling your services, right? right that it's important to have and understand business. Mm -hmm. um, because you are your own little business, yes. right? That you're then marketing to the yes. world. Um, is that something that these, because as a mom, that's going to be something I'm going to be looking for mm -hmm. in these schools. Mm -hmm. I will be able to discern whether it's gonna have some of the academics that mm -hmm. he's gonna need to be successful in life, whatever profession he winds up mm -hmm. in. Is that a part of these programs? Do they, musical theater programs, understand that? Are they teaching? the business of musical theater, or are they focused on the craft and the art? They're definitely mostly focused on the craft and the art, but I do think that more and more schools are incorporating business for the actor class, just like they're doing um, you know, acting for film in musical theater programs. I mean, there's things that they need to know about. Instead of doing a minor, they are offering classes that are very specific to something that is just part of what you, you know what your profession will require. Are some of these BFA programs then they don't offer enough space in the curriculum to be able to take courses outside of the craft offerings like in the general college, or or is or, or are they giving space in the curriculum to be able to pursue some of these other interests? Frankie takes one class a semester that is academic. I really don't know much about other programs. programs. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, 
But what I did do for Tommy this time was I went to the each of the websites and printed out the curriculum for their musical theater programs. There's an established curriculum and then there is space for however many credits they have that you can take other classes. So there's like a percentage, I think, of, you know, your curriculum that is specific to being a musical theater major, and then there's a percentage that isn't, and those vary. And what would you um, say is the positive of a conservatory versus um, not? It's very rigorous. I think the demands of it prepare you for the demands of a realistic career. They're spending more time doing each of these things. It follows, or it should follow, that the what, what they have achieved in the end, there's been more hours spent. They're putting out actors and actresses who have spent more time doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that they're gonna be better, but probably. Mm -hmm. Maybe the, maybe the ones that are a little more academic, like if you went to go there to see their shows, you you know, the talent, I don't, I don't really know for sure. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's interesting. So is it fair to say, again, speaking as a novice mom, the really good musical theater programs are out there are not also pre preparing you for alternative careers. You get through this program and you find that success is not coming your way within the period of time that you've allotted for yourself to, to try. Mm -hmm. You're going back to square one. Well, yes and, yes and no, because I think that they're very hireable for many different things. It's just maybe it's not going to be on stage in a Broadway musical. I mean, there, there are other ways to take this. And I do think that they, that they leave with qualities of somebody that you would want to hire. Well, I totally see that. I mean, I see, I, I see just in our high school choir program, you know, the kids who come in um, kind of quiet and shy and reserved and who come out the other end confident and able to present themselves to a group um, with confidence mm -hmm. is astonishing mm -hmm. and a skill set that I agree translates into a multitude of professions but you don't have the academic background in, in other words I, I, I hear what you're saying and it makes great sense to me but you haven't gotten a degree that is broad enough. You haven't gotten a degree beyond a musical theater, fine arts, that is going to allow you to move from musical theater, fine arts into one of those professions easily. Well, but think about it. I mean, how much of the practical learning in college classes, other than something like accounting and engineering, learning to you know use those programs and stuff? Do you actually apply? Well, I, I'm thinking less about the reality of a job and more about the, 
practicality of getting one, right? When you're filling out that application mm. and you don't have, you know, a marketing background or mm -hmm. a business background or a communications background, mm -hmm. um, I, I wonder to what extent that translates. Mm -hmm. Well, and you can definitely go back to school, right? I think that, you know, getting into a master's program is a great possibility. I don't think having a BFA means that you can't be a continuing education student. Of course, the practical side of me was kind of hoping for a double major, if you would, but it doesn't sound like these programs are conducive to it. You're going to be lucky if I'm hearing you correctly. You're going to be lucky if you can take enough business classes to um, give you what you need to market yourself because these programs are so all-encompassing. But there are definitely programs out there that market themselves as being able to minor. Okay. They're, they're, I think they're not academic. the schools that you know you hear that most people know the names of. Right. Um, but I think you know Tommy is interested in computer science. Like he wants to he he wants to take classes in computer science. Now, I don't know if that will actually happen. Um, it's going to depend. It's going to depend. Well, and I know there was a young man at Northwestern. Right, that's um, one of that's one of the schools on his list, and that's a good one for that. Right, he, you can double major, but I think he found in the first year that it's not physically humanly possible. <laughs> so <laughs> he also was doing like, like literally rocket science. Or yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I am not a wealth of knowledge. I can't say specifically which programs they are, but I know that they exist. Well, I appreciate you saying that because, I, I mean, I guess I didn't even realize that, that that was something to think about until we were having this conversation. But it's definitely something I, I would want to take a look at and see. Mm -hmm. Just because, I, I don't know, I feel like hedging is always always a good idea. That is a very practical way of thinking about it. Um, Frankie, when he was um, applying it really frustrated him that people would ask him, you know, what's your plan B? Because he was like, you know, I don't have a plan B. This is my plan. And, you know, if it if it doesn't work out, then I'll, I'll figure that out. And that's a, <laughs> that's a frustrating answer for some people. They don't want to accept it. So I have a friend whose daughter was a dancer mm -hmm. and studied dance mm -hmm. in college and um, went on to get into a professional company as junior dancer, I'm not sure what they're called, mm -hmm. but, and needed to be supported mm -hmm. by her parents in order to pursue that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And they put a time limit on it. Mm -hmm. um, and said, we're absolutely willing to help you mm -hmm. pursue this for X years. Mm -hmm. That's what the choice was. And after X years, they had to have a conversation, and she decided to go back to school and mm -hmm. get a master's and do something different mm -hmm. and, and move on with life. That seems such a practical way to, to approach it. Mm -hmm. I think it is. I think that's a plan for a lot of people. It's a struggle. I mean, it's it's. I, I appreciate Frankie's optimism, mm -hmm. I appreciate his determination, mm -hmm. I appreciate his single-minded focus. Mm -hmm. That's how you get ahead. Mm -hmm.
but as a parent, again, you know, I go back to, mm-hmm. I, I want to see you, you know, be happy in life. and Right. Is be realistic about supporting yourself. Well, and, and knowing, knowing that choosing differently is not a failure mm-hmm. because pursuing what you in your heart need to pursue mm-hmm. is in and of itself a success mm-hmm. and a victory. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, something for which you should be so thankful and grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point to choose differently doesn't mean you failed. Right. It just means you chose differently. Yeah. It's hard to parent a kid like this. It is. It's, it's, it's a lot easier to parent a there's a lot of or a lawyer. <laughs> fear. There's a lot of like fear to overcome. I yeah. Think. Fear of the unknown, and and you can't, well, for us type A personalities who want to control it, mm-hmm. can't control any of this. I feel this way about all my kids. Supporting their dreams mm-hmm. is exactly what I want to do. Helping them be the best prepared for mm-hmm. what they want to do is an important component of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I guess in this in this field, being prepared for disappointment. Mm. being prepared for um, the good and the bad that's inevitable because there's going to be a lot of rejection. Um, and you've got to be emotionally able to handle that. For sure. You have to have the support around you to help you handle that. Yeah, there's a lot of work. And I do think, you know, on the note of supporting yourself, that you do have to think about what your side hustle is going to be. <laughs> You're going to have, no matter how good you are, you're going to have downtime. You know, are you going to get your personal training certificate or maybe teach? You know, I don't, I don't know what that is for each person. It definitely is something to think about. Mm-hmm. Frankie, he got a job as a waiter, you know, very typical, um, and has saved his money because he knows he wants to go to New York. He has a good cushion to get started. I may sound, I don't know, that we're not thinking about all of those other things, but we are, he is, and we are for Tommy. So it is, it's something that needs to be given thought. I think Frankie really didn't start thinking about that part until he was in it. I don't know, I mean, it's all gonna just kind of come together. I have a strong faith and I do have a lot of trust in the plan that God has for his life. There is a path and the path may end up not looking like it. It's looking like where it will be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It may go in 10 different directions right. before it's over. Do you know Dr. Rubin? He went to Yale, studied musical theater, went back to school. And be a doctor. But he specializes in um, vocal performance. As near nose and throat. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, you never know what, what the path will be. And I guess that's why, as I think about, I mean, just taking this conversation full circle, as I think about joining his senior year and, and what then to look for in college and, and you know, what his goals are beyond that, I always try to encourage myself and my kids to think broad, prepare yourself in the broadest possible way so that you are prepared to accept whatever opportunities life may put in front of you, mm-hmm. you know, and to be able to 
move in whatever directions life offers. This has been really helpful, Lisa. It's been really helpful to think through college and what that might look like for him and the things that we need to be thinking about as we're choosing which to apply to because 12 is not cheap, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, oh my God, just the application process. At 100 bucks a pop, 12 is, you know, not cheap. Um, so you want to choose wisely and but you don't necessarily want to visit them all beforehand because that's expensive too. Mm -hmm. So you've given me a lot to think about and and that's really that's really helpful. Thank you. Good. Well, you're welcome. And um, it's going to be exciting it to is. see. And I've how got your number. All shakes out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and you can call it anytime. You know, it, it is an intense time and just our voices, like as we're talking, it's intense. Mm -hmm. But it's also a really exciting time. There's a lot of treasure time in there too that you spend with them. Traveling and sitting yeah. and waiting for auditions and the nervousness associated yes. with that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We've we always um we have taken chess boards to every audition mm. since he was in the third grade so that we could sit in a corner and mm. play chess and That's smart. chill and not you know good strategy. Not feel all the stress of the moment. Yes. Um, so it's been a fun ride with him, mm -hmm. um, even to this point. And so I can only imagine that it'll be even more fun the next phase.